0: Time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to Sci-Fi fans Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch the Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. An old man and a hound dog named Rip, offer an evening's pleasure in quest of raccoon. Usually these evenings end with one tired old man, one battle scarred hound dog, and one or more extremely dead raccoons. But as you may suspect. That will not be the case tonight. These hunters won't be coming home from the hill. They're headed for the backwoods of the Twilight Zone
1: episode number eighty four of the Twilight Zone was the hunt. And Sean, I don't know about you, but I, this is one of my favorite episodes. I mean, it's probably not a Mount Rushmore episode, but but this is one I always like what? Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I could be accused of calling it Goofy in the past, in the past, Keith. But um, this is one of the most uh, just good feeling um, episodes. And as a dog lover, I, I watched it with my dog today.
1: I was thinking of the fact, uh, literally thinking of you, oh, because on. it's it's not necessarily a Western episode. Yeah. But it does have the uh, it does have like the harmonica yeah. uh, m- music that they usually had in the score for for the Western episodes, and I was like, "Oh, is Sean just going to tune this thing out?"
0: <laughs> I think I have in the past, but um, you know, definitely redoubling my efforts to to pay attention to the to the episodes that I previously didn't, and I'm really glad I did. This episode is pretty well paced. You know, we always joke about like. Uh, You know, they're they're cramming like, you know, way too much into 22 minutes or, you know, they had to fill 22 minutes. I think this is actually pretty well paced that there's a first, second and third act that's, you know, you can actually see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And uh, it centers around Hyder Simpson, who, listen, (laughs) I got to we got to stop and take issue with this
0: here. (laughs) We're two Uh, letters away.
1: Well, well, I, no, actually, I wasn't thinking about that. I have a whole different angle that uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna go with here. But uh, yes, it it would be Homer Simpson if uh, if they changed a couple letters. Of course. But uh, so very early on in the episode, um, you know, Heider uh, is being all cute with his wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they talk about the fact that uh, that they've been married for for I think fifty two years. No, they've been married for 50 years. OK, right. Hyder Simpson is played by Arthur Honeycutt, <laughs> who at the time was 52 years old.
0: <laughs> but he plays a good 70.
1: I With, with the it, well, I mean, they're, they're in the uh, they're in a, a presumably rural area. So, yeah, I mean, they, they were pro- they probably weren't even 18 when they got married.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: I mean, there's never anything that really explains when this is happening. But I, I think that, uh, you know, first of all, it was a really rural area. Um, they they never actually say when it was. So it could be like the old West or something. It could actually be a, a, a Western episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, they might have been lucky if they were pushing 12 when they got married. <laughs> let, let's be honest. But it's a pretty good bet they weren't uh, two, uh, you know, two when, when they got married.
0: It, <laughs> their brothers and sisters were like playing, but didn't really realize that they were like putting their younger brother, uh, Hyder in a, uh, in an actual legally binding wedding.
1: Yeah. Like, like my, uh, I, I know my mom and, and her cousin, like staged a, a little, little cute little kid wedding once when they were, when they yeah. were really young, like probably about that age. I hope there was well, no paperwork. Yeah. It was they're, they're older than two, but, but, but pretty close. Uh, it would it would be like that actually happened, like that that was a legally binding <laughs> marriage. So, I I don't uh, I I don't think that that was the case. So, I I don't know if maybe there was a dearth of seventy ish year old actors that were available that time or 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 what or, you know, like I I I think about um, you know Titanic and uh, Gloria Stewart was like eighty and they made her look a hundred. Yeah. So was that sort of the same thing? You know, I, they,
0: they, I would imagine so. You know, you had, um, I mean, Estelle Getty was the youngest golden girl on that show. And uh, she played, uh, you know, Dorothy's mom.
1: He did. And, uh, you know, there's also uh, pretty famously uh, Wilford Brimley was only like 50-ish when they filmed Cocoon. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so now, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's actually like a, a, a legitimate... As legitimate as the internet goes, uh, there's a there's a a Twitter account uh, that that basically all they do is tweet when celebrities pass the Wilford Brimley cocoon line <laughs> and become older than Wilford Brimley was uh, that's uh, when he filmed Cocoon, <laughs> and uh, and it's it is pretty shocking. I mean, first of all, um, Paul Rudd passed that line oh, before God. anybody even thought that thought to keep track of such things
0: evil genius
1: yeah uh i i mean li- literally th- think about it that way not only is paul rudd older than wilford brimley was when he, filmed <laughs> the film, he has been for quite some time
0: yeah a couple of years at least <laughs> yeah
1: just, like i i don't know how i would feel about that uh if i was wilford brimley god rest his soul <laughs> I, I, I guess diabetes is is pretty tough on you, I
0: guess. Yeah, so. it is. And I mean, I would imagine, you know, living in the Old West, especially the Twilight Zone Old West, um, you know, that would uh maybe you look like 70 when you're 50.
1: And it might also be that maybe uh, I, I don't know if Arthur Honeycutt was uh, a really in demand uh, actor at the time or, you know, maybe he was just somebody that. Serling and the production team really wanted to work with but this was the only week he was available so they, they were like okay <laughs> you're going to play 70 year old uh, Hyder Simpson <laughs> oh, that that could be. I mean I always I you know me I'm always thinking of you know the the behind-the-scenes machinations for why these things
0: happen. <laughs> well, that's actually what I thought. And, you know, we'll get to, like, the night-niece, uh, night, oh, my God, nice, neat uh, box that this episode is kind of wrapped up in towards the end. Right. Um, but, like, it's, it's like they were thinking of us uh, 50 years ago.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm just glad he wasn't 52 and they said he was 35 because that's, that's what they've been doing to us.
0: <laughs> I appreciate them them um mixing it up. Yeah, I'd,
1: i I probably should have considered that before I I took us on this, you know, gigantic side jag about how he's not old enough to be the 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 person he is because because generally the Twilight Zone has done the opposite to us. <laughs> Pretty much. So Hyder and his wife uh are having a, a pleasant dinner with uh with Rip the dog uh <laughs> nearby. And Hyder uh, announces that he's going uh, he's going coon hunting that night. Um, you know, he, he's got to got to pick off some trash pandas.
0: <laughs>
1: and um, uh, his wife, Rachel, says that uh, she doesn't want him to go because uh, she saw blood on the moon. And uh, I think there was something about a bird, too. And uh, because of that, she thinks it's a bad omen and uh, and he's not going to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. It's real scientific stuff that Rachel tells her husband.
1: It is. Neil deGrasse Tyson would be proud. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Hyder Simpson does not listen to his wife, as, as you know, as as most husbands in both the Old West and the 60s didn't. Of course. Uh, he goes on the hunt and uh, almost immediately, uh, you know, jumps into a, well, well, Rip, the dog, goes after a raccoon in a pond. Uh, doesn't come up for a while. Hyder jumps in after him, and uh, ba- basically you see a bunch of bubbles, and then the raccoon come out of the water and and sort of like washes hands, as yeah. as raccoons are you know famous for doing.
0: <laughs> it's um pretty dark. It's a it's a pretty dark turn of events. Rachel was right. It's a bad moon on the rise.
1: I wonder if. Like the raccoon actually set a trap for them or if like they just accidentally like, you know, Rip got his, got his paw stuck in a, in a, you know, you know, and, you know, Hyder just wasn't able to, uh, to free him and they, they died together in each other's arms or, or if the raccoon like actually like legitimately maybe came up behind him and was holding their heads under the water. <laughs>
0: When you say an underwater trap, I just uh, I'm, I just imagine a, a box with a stick underneath it.
1: Underwater. Or a big bear trap that he found and dragged <laughs> yeah. under the water.
0: And luckily it was already open because those tiny raccoon paws aren't going to be able to hold that open.
1: Exactly. But they can't carry it down there.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck
1: yeah, That's they <laughs> what they're known for. <laughs> they won't set it off. Uh, so Hyder uh, and Rip, uh, they wake up uh, the next morning and uh wet but uh not really thinking twice about it you know personally if i fell in a pond and and didn't know how i got out i would be a little bit weirded out, weirded out by that like, i don't know about <laughs> that. yeah i wonder how much
0: a uh, lost time there was like is it <clears throat> like what is his last memory is it chasing the raccoon is it going underwater is it taking your last breath underwater is it talking to rachel The
1: raccoon flipping both of them off as they were trapped <laughs> I, I think Ooh. that would probably be the last memory.
0: Just a raccoon walking, walking in slow motion while the, while the lake blows up behind it. <laughs>
1: uh, like, no, actually, this is a, a little like uh Beetlejuice because, you know, they fell in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I forget what they were swerving around. I think maybe it was a dog or, you know, it, oh, I, forget, I, actually, I, I don't think yeah. it was a raccoon, but no I mean, whatever it was they they we'll fell in the water right and then you know just sort of magically appeared back at their house and uh, <laughs> you know it, it was it was several minutes before they were like hey wait a minute how did we get <laughs> so maybe you just wake up the next day and you don't think twice about it
0: yeah it's enough it's certainly enough time to be confused when he uh, attends his own funeral
1: and so they wake up next to the pond and they start making the the trek back home and they they run across a couple of people who are who are digging a digging a uh, a grave and they put uh, they they put a dog in it and they they don't acknowledge him at all which again you would think he's going to notice that and um, I, I I guess he kind of does because he 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 comes to the conclusion that they must be ignoring him because. They're just upset that they lost their dog, which, by the way, for some reason, they're burying on his land.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he comes to some really, uh, really uh, convenient conclusions. Like, these guys are jerks. They're not even talking to me.
1: Yeah. And uh, so eventually he continues on his merry way and and goes home. And then uh, Rachel is uh, all in black and and not paying any attention uh, Mm -hmm. to him. And then. Suddenly a priest comes out of their bedroom, which by the way, some <laughs> rando comes out of my bedroom after I've been gone all night. I'm I'm a little worried about that. that I mean, that's noteworthy.
0: I mean, you know, he's a he's a man of the cloth. I'm sure that he was, you know, providing last rites to uh um well,
1: yeah, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that he's dead. He just knows sure. some rando came walking out of his bedroom.
0: And why is he doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Simpson Simpson's a smart man, you know. He's not jumping to conclusions.
1: That's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, maybe he
0: should, but a little sooner.
1: So uh, eventually, the the men who had previously been digging the grave, <laughs> they come in and they actually take out a coffin. Uh, Rachel puts some flowers on it, and uh, um, you know, eventually they take him outside and and bury him. And uh, somewhere along the line, they do. Uh, spill the beans that it's him <laughs> and he's trying to tell them no i am I'm, I'm right here nobody acknowledges him and again that doesn't seem to strike him as odd he's he can
0: roll with the punches you know he's he's adaptable i'm a big fan of hyder simpson i think he's I one mean, of the Twilight zones yeah. most likable complete characters
1: uh i think so too uh so eventually as as one would do when all this uh, weird stuff is going down, he just decides he's going to go for a walk. <laughs> uh, so so basically they run into a fence that uh, he hasn't seen. So apparently overnight there was a lot of people doing a lot of stuff on his property.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking while I was watching this. Like how how far does he really wander off because – I mean, I I just assume that all of these are like, you know, isolated, um, you know, individual parts of of, of the world. They're not all on his property. But I guess you're right. Like he really isn't questioning that, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, no matter how long he's walking, he's still within walking distance of his house when he gets to like the first gate. So you would think he would be like, wait a minute. I never saw this gate here before. What's this about?
0: (laughs) What is this eternity road? why does that sign say eternity road yeah i i i
1: again i would think it's a little weird maybe
0: maybe that's
1: <laughs> no you're right. Uh, so eventually he comes to a gate and uh there's a nice uh friendly man there and um you know he basically explains that uh, that he's dead and um uh he learns a couple disturbing things about heaven uh, one, there's no raccoon hunting, so mm-hmm. can we even really call this heaven?
0: <laughs> That's your first strike. Um,
1: <laughs> and then uh, he's also uh, he also finds out there's no dogs in heaven, which, again, it, can we actually call this heaven?
0: No, absolutely not. I mean, we and, were told at an early age, Keith, that
1: yeah, all dogs it, go to heaven. It, exactly, yeah. And uh, so he keeps he decides he uh he, he doesn't want to go to a place like that and decides to keep walking down Eternity Road uh rather than uh be parted with his beloved dog Rip, which yeah. by the way I just noticed uh his dog is named Rip. So
0: it's like yeah Rest <laughs> in peace. Yeah. I wonder if that was
1: intentional. It must it must have been.
0: I don't know. I didn't put that together. <laughs> I knew it was a rip, but I didn't ooh, rough rough week. Um the uh yeah, and by the way, like the the angel to heaven there, like a little bit a little bit too pushy, you know? I mean he really gives uh Hyder pretty much every every chance to say, well, see you later, Rip, or just wait right here. I'm just gonna go in and see what this heaven thing's all about, and then I'll be right back. But no, I mean, even the fact that there's no dogs allowed and no coon hunting, uh, then uh, you know, Hyder doesn't leave Rip's side. That's uh, that's admirable. He's his old buddy. He he stood up for him against Rachel, okay. um, you know, in a, in a in a little you know marital spat, and then he stands up for him, uh, you know, at the gates of, quote unquote heaven, when it really matters.
1: So uh, he and Rip keep walking, and eventually, they meet a, uh, a, a uh, another person there on Eternity Road, and uh, real so he uh, so he starts talking to to this person and he basically says, you know, the guy says, well, let's let's go on into heaven. And, uh, yeah, and Hyder says, well, you know, I, I I already told the guy at the at the first gate that I, I'm not going in with rep with rip without rip. And uh, and he, he says uh, quite appropriately, that would be a hell of a place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without my dog. And the uh, and the guy says, oh, you know, you're actually not too far off. That place is hell
0: yeah what a twist and and, uh
1: (laughs) so so yeah uh you know i think he says something to the effect of you know dogs have better noses and they probably smelled the brimstone
0: yeah a man will walk into hell with both eyes wide open um but hell can't fool a dog or the devil can't fool a dog something like that so see it, it pays it pays to treat your canine companion, just like you would any, any loved one of your human family.
1: I uh, clearly, but it also means that you probably should not be parted with your canine companion for even a second, because Ever. if you, if you get hit by a bus and, and oh, you God. die and your dog's not with you, then, then you're kind of out of luck there.
0: Yeah. It's a real, real coin toss. Um, the uh, just it just goes to show go with the good looking young guy and not the, the coin flipping, uh, you know, yeah. toothpick yeah, chewing,
1: the, yeah, not the beleaguered, uh, pudgy <laughs> middle aged guy.
0: Oh, uh, come on, come on. I just need one more soul. What was that? No, nothing. No, dogs can't go in, but you you can go in. <laughs>
1: um, which, which does bring up a, a question, uh, you know, about the afterlife. I, I feel like if you were in hell accidentally. They would know about that. There would be like some alarm bell that would go off and be like, wait, wait a minute. Sean's not supposed to be in hell. God, I
0: hope not. <laughs>
1: um, but, it, it, you know, like if God, you know, God, God is omnipotent. So it seems like he would know if, if yeah. somebody's in there and not supposed to be.
0: But I wonder if like, you know, they'd be like, oh, sweet, you're not even supposed to be here. and We're, we're going to keep you anyway. Or they're just as into the rules down there as they're up north. That could be, yeah.
1: Um, the, the point is, always have a dog with you, no matter what.
0: Oh yes, of course. Yeah,
1: and uh, apparently there there is a raccoon hunting and square dances in heaven.
0: And just to tie it up <laughs> all with a nice bow, <clears throat> because you and I would ask this question if they did not include this, Keith. Well, what's like what's Rachel doesn't have Rip. Is she going to go to hell? No, the angel assures her. Rachel will be coming along and won't be misled. I don't know how he knows that, but I'm not here to poke holes, Keith.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, he. It's uh, such a lovely episode. (laughs) Rachel did explain that, uh, you know, she goes to church every week, but he didn't. (laughs) I mean, that's probably what they're, uh, you know, there there was probably a sermon in which it was explained, hey, always have your dog with you. Like, you know, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you should always have your towel. (laughs) Always have your towel. Always have your dog with you. And, And he dismissed that sermon because he never went to church. So you get wise, you get to church.
0: Travelers to unknown regions would be well advised to take along the family dog. He could just save you from entering the wrong gate. At least it happened that way once, in a mountainous
1: area of the Twilight Zone. tron